Hi everybody, welcome to Light at the End podcast, episode 3. Look at us, we're already rolling through our third episode. I'm very, very proud of this. Um, Not of the content, of course, I'm proud of the fact that we're doing it regularly. By which I mean I am doing it regularly, because whenever I say we, I mean myself. Just I'm trying to make it sound a bit professional to make it sound that I have a crew around here, which I don't. It's just me with my cold voice in my apartment, uh, with my coffee and my notes and my microphone, and I'm just recording this for you guys. Um, hope you guys you guys had a great week. I definitely did, except for the fact that I got a cold. Um, that's the reason for the voice you're hearing. I got a a pretty nasty cold. And if you hear me blow my nose during the podcast, I guess you're just going to have to live with it, aren't you? So I got my little water here. I got my little coffee here. I got everything ready. Let's start this shit up. So, uh, first things first, let's see what comedy gigs we have going on next week in Vienna. So first things first, Monday at Loop, my friend Ali Hasnein is starting up his open mic show again. He took a break for the summer and now he's starting it back up. Um, I'm very excited to perform there. It's going to be at 8 at Loop on the Gürtel. Wednesday we got Fresh and Funny as usual at Chabin starting 7.30, it's probably going to start at 8, 8 something, uh, it happened last time, and Saturday, Café Votif. I signed up for all these shows, um, most likely I'm going to be doing a 7 to 10 minute spot in each and every one of them, so please come and join us and have some laughs with us, it's going to be fun. Uh. I don't know if you can listen to that. It's just me drinking water. Just before I started recording, I was trying to record with the feedback in my headphones. And I realized, oh, I can't do that because I, I it, the sound of my own voice coming through through the headphones just threw me off too, too, too much to be able to say words in a coherent man- manner. So I'm just going to have to keep my eye on the um, on the monitor to see how loud I'm coming through. And that's going to be all my feedback I have. I'm just going to have to listen to this and see if, uh, if the bees are popping or whatever's going on. So, yeah, now we got the business out of the way. We got the uh, show's figured out where everything's going i was trying i was talking to my friends about how would be the best way to figure out what shows are happening in vienna every week because i want to give you um i want to give you guys on the podcast like a, a, as comprehensive a, li- a list that i can give you but um all the ideas that i have were kind of shut down by my friends I went with, I started thinking like maybe we should have like um, a Google table that everybody puts their, their, their show in and then I figure it out from there. But then the first guy I pitched this to was, yeah, you're kind of relying on comedians to be organized over there and that's never going to happen. So yeah, I had to agree with that. And then I figured out a way to find out on Facebook, whatever's going on um, in Vienna 
every week. So I'm going to rely on that because it's kind of like making the algorithm work for me. I'm just doing some things with my Facebook page and um, hopefully the algorithm will rely on my habits and my interests to pitch me more of the same kind of thing, which I like. It's kind of like, you know, using something um, that was intended to make you some kind of a slave to the shit they're selling and using it to my kind of interest. Hopefully that will work. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still I'm still troubleshooting that. I might find a, a better way to organize the upcoming shows. But um, in the meantime, these are the shows that I'm performing at. And uh, please come and see them. Come and donate. Have a laugh. We'll see. All right, so how was uh, how was your week? What did you guys do? Were you were you good? Did you have a productive week, or were you a piece of shit like myself? Huh? Oh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I was uh, I I did fine this week, but um, I I got sick and I had to call in. This is when I considered that I really got sick. Is when I have to call in sick at work, and I feel guilty about it. I don't know why, because everybody gets sick, and it's a normal thing to take a sick day and be just fine with it. But um, I, I did feel guilty and in some weird way. And um, yeah, but I took the day off and uh, this is what I'm going to do today. I just was a lazy bastard all day, slept, just ate and slept and went to the toilet, which is very, very efficient of using your day off if you're sick, because that's how I get better. That's how I get a bit of... Um, a bit of an energy push for the next days which are gonna be pretty brutal um, I'm performing for the first time in ages three times a week and it's gonna be this kind of a rhythm for a while now also with doing the podcast and working a full-time job so yeah I'm gonna need all my energy to be able to do that so taking a day off um, or a few days off in this case is not the worst thing I could do. I just I'm just gonna need all that extra energy to focus and be able to perform in at least an acceptable way. So it's not like you know if you're not doing any, everything efficiently, you're never gonna get um, any any joy or any kind of results out of it. So that's my philosophy at the time. Um, I used to power through. I used to be like, oh, I got a cold and then just power through. And I felt I would feel like shit for, I don't know, uh, a couple of weeks. And then I, I would work inefficiently and then realize at, uh, at the end of the couple of weeks where I got better. Oh, if I just had taken a couple of days off and um, realized that just decompress, get better, and then go at it full energy, it would have been just so much better. But you know, you live, you learn, and um, hopefully, uh, you know, I lived. I don't know if I learned everything, but I'm, I'm, I learned that. So I'm gonna stick with my little plan of taking a few days off and then getting after it full energy. So let's have a look. Let me just take a sip of coffee over here. 
Oh god, that's hot. Yes. Yes, I did burn my tongue. But on we power. So I wrote some stuff that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, it's just one thing. Uh, and let's see where train of conscious goes from there. Um, I'm trying to do this as freely as I can because I'm trying to um, work my rant muscle, work my level of being able to talk into a microphone for as long as I can. And whenever I feel I'm losing steam, I just put pause or I just cut the podcast short. So last week I performed uh, twice. Um, one of them I want to talk to you about. I was performing at Shubin and my good friend Tamas Famosh was hosting. And he does a, a, a fantastic job of hosting. He, um, he does crowd work. He gets them all excited and stuff. But he is a comedian. So he has comedian brainies. They're not the best people at organizational, sticking to a structure, any kind of stuff like that. So let me just pause this for a second so I can cough. Oh yeah, that's so much better. So um, comedians are not good with organizing shit. So he comes up and he introduces people and I see them going up and doing their little song and dance. And he gets almost to me. But there's an, another comedian before me. So I go to pee real quick. And when I come back from peeing, I just see the other comedian coming up to me who was supposed to be before me. And he comes up to me. And he goes, yeah, Thomas just introduced you on stage. He's just buying time until you get there. And I just started running to the stage. Now, um, at Shabin, the toilets are upstairs and the show is downstairs. So I had steps to go through and uh, run up to the stage through the whole room. The moment I got to the microphone, I just realized, oh my God, I'm winded. This is so not good because I was I was doing this in the microphone. <laughs> I have some I have some jokes to tell you guys about and it was um, I needed a couple of seconds. But the best part of it is it's usually with stories it's like that that there's always a negative and a positive to um, to doing anything. So the positive was that I was so pumped up um, by the run up to the stage and by the me starting the show that I managed to ke to keep that frantic energy going through the whole seven minutes. And that was something. I was listening to the recording afterwards and I didn't, I wouldn't say I did great. I did well, like... Uh, Considering the crowd that was down there, I actually did excellent. There wasn't that many people and they weren't that much into the show. But um, I I really enjoyed the fact that I managed to find a way to give it it all on stage and then, um, and then just say thank you, that was my time and uh, get off and uh, be fine with it. That was... It was such such a good feeling that came just by accident, just by somebody fucking up the order and um, me going up on stage when I wasn't supposed to. It kind of 
the the more I, I think about planning my sets and uh, about um, working on the bits for longer, the more I realize that that's n that is something that gets you forward and that gets you excellent jokes and excellent new material. But the the performing part, you really gotta take care of that because that's where a joke lives or dies. It's the moment you bring it up on stage and you perform it in front of people. And if you fuck up the timing, it doesn't matter how well you read it, how well you wrote it, how well you 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 thought about it, how how beautiful of an observation or a punchline or a setup it is. Um, it's it's gonna die if you don't perform it correctly. So that was um, that was a good lesson. You know, it was a nice little. Uh, oh yeah, whatever you're doing, giving it your all, and um, see what you get out of it. So yeah, I'm recording this on a Saturday because um, it's. Uh, I'm probably gonna publish it on Sunday, and um, there's all these options that you can do. But I'm recording this on a Saturday because I'm uh, on Sunday. I'm going to uh, the workshop. Um, I've been, uh, I don't know if, if I ever told the story on the podcast, I'm trying to become a watchmaker at the moment. I know it doesn't make any sense. It just makes sense that I love it. And I started working, um, this year with one of the best watchmakers in Austria, actually. He has a little workshop outside of Vienna and I go there every week and I work on different projects. I do uh, repairs and restoration and uh, servicing and all kinds of, uh, of interesting stuff. And um, I love it. And now I'm considering pursuing a career in that, but uh, it's gonna take a while because I'm gonna, I have no, no formal training in that and being like, trying to find a career in a field that requires formal training without having any, it's not going to be easy. You try it. You see how well that, that, that goes. Try and become a doctor after not having gone to medical school. Medical school. Um, yeah, well, that's an extreme example, of course, but uh, watchmaking is kind of the same. There are possibilities to sit for exam or to take courses in a school and stuff like that but um, as far as courses are concerned I can't afford that tuition is ridiculously high so um, I'm just gonna have to learn on myself and I'm very grateful that this watchmaker this particular guy was willing to just offer me a place to work at on my personal projects and he gives me some work as well and now I've been working there for half a year he's been on vacation for the last few weeks so I wasn't able to go over but tomorrow I'm going he's back and I'm gonna go and work my ass off on this beautiful little project that I have a uh, nice uh, Swiss movement um, from the 60s that I'm actually restoring and then I hope to I'm I hope to sell the watch this is the plan I see if I I'm gonna see if I can make this financially viable because if I can 
restore watch that I got. However, uh, either very, very cheap on uh, on eBay or if I got it uh, from his junk box, from his scrap box, and then restored it um, over the course of a few days of work, and if I can sell that for a couple of hundred bucks, then I'm in business because um, then I can could could sm- spend more time working on on watches and uh, learn more and so on and so forth. This is the plan that I have at the moment. But we'll see. And so yeah. This has been uh, pretty much my week and uh, pretty much my uh, my upcoming stuff that's uh, that's going on around here. What else did I, I I did want to talk to you guys about something else? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so the reason I got this cold is because I'm stupid, pretty much, um, more or less. Um, so I was, I was feeling a bit under the weather, uh, starting with Wednesday when I had the show and I felt pretty, uh, pretty sick in, in the shop. I do customer service for one of the phone companies in Austria, which is, um, eh, it has its challenges. Um, I think everybody should do customer service at least for one year in their lives. Just consider it as their military. So. I've been doing this for three years and I'm good at it. And then I went to the show and I was feeling a bit sick and I realized, oh, oh, it's going to be fine. I just, um, I'll just get some sleep and it's going to be fine. Woke up on Thursday feeling even worse and I'm like, oh no, it's going to be fine. I'm just going to stay at home. It was my day off, uh, during the week and, um, that's going to be fine. I'm just going to rest today and it's gonna be fine. Then in the middle of the day, I realized, oh no, I have this business run that we're doing at uh, seven. So I have to be there and run four kilometers in, I don't know how cold it was, 15 degrees weather. Um, And um, that was a bit, uh, that was a bit tough. I did do well because I'm such a competitive fuck that I if you if you time me and there's people running against me I'm like oh yeah I want to do I want to do well I want to place well so I gave it my all I was I came home sweating uh, and exhausted pretty much and god damn it was Friday then a tough day Friday was tough I was really sick and I couldn't, I had to call in sick. Um, I worked Friday until the end of the day, but I didn't go in today, which was, I was supposed to, but fuck it. You know, I get to talk to you guys. I get to tell you my, um, my little, um, my little difficulties that I have in my life and see how well I can do a podcast while my brain's all over the place. I spent the whole day just watching YouTube and sleeping and eating. I was watching this, uh, it's called GSL, Global StarCraft League, where a bunch of Korean young men play um, 
very very high levels of starcraft it's a it's a real-time strategy game and they played against each other and god damn it it's fun i got into it because i um i realized that uh the commentary in english was spectacularly well done it was um these two guys that are doing it tasteless and artosis and by the way these are their nicknames that are that they're playing with it's not their real names they're doing a very very good job of uh casting these games and they have knowledge of the game and they walk you through it and they make you understand what's going on and blah 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 it's also useful if you've ever played the game which i have i've played starcraft and i realize how hard it is to actually be good at it i never played that much against people i played against ai and tried to hone my skill that ways uh, that way but um it's really hard it's really difficult to play and it's very very interesting for me to see somebody playing it professionally they're doing like crazy crazy stuff uh in that game and the way they are the speed only the speed at which they're clicking they it shows you they monitor their apm which is actions per minute um which could be anything like pressing a key or um you know clicking on something and giving in the order to do something and these guys clock at around 300 actions per minute which is ridiculous ridiculous it's that means five clicks per second or five keys pressed per it's very very fast so that's what they're doing and they're playing it to the um, to the maximum level of what that game can handle and also what the the other player can handle so it's really like the best thing i can compare it to is driving a race car you're really pushing it to the limit and it's not fun it's not supposed to be fun but it is interesting to watch to see what they're doing at the level that they're doing it so yeah that's that that was basically my day and that was basically my week and uh now um up to the next one which i'm very excited about um i really hope i'm gonna get better because um i'm starting sober october on you've guessed it the first of october and that's not that's not an easy month for me that's not one that i'm i'm trying to to do to start sick that's because like i i quit drinking and smoking um during october but i also have a fitness challenge and this year i'm doing kettlebells i'm doing one half hour workout with kettlebells every day of october and then i'm gonna see how, how for how long i can carry this doing um during the winter and hopefully during next year as well um because i started working out with kettlebells this month i started preparing i learned this from last year last year i did 100 push-ups every day for the whole month of october and i didn't i didn't train anything in advance i just started doing push-ups on the first and um 
let me just cough for a bit. So yeah, when I started doing push-ups, I wasn't fit at all. So I, I did a hundred and then the sec the next day I got sore muscles. And I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be a nightmare. And it took me a week of building up a deficit, which I kind of made up for afterwards. I didn't. So I was doing, I know, I took a couple of days off and then I did um, four or five days, 120 push-ups a day. And that made up for the deficit uh, after a while. And uh, that was so fun to do because I, I got to a level where I could keep it going. And I ended up doing, all the way through March, I got to March and January, February, and March, I got to do 200 push-ups a day. So yeah, that was um, that was a very, very cool thing. And it all started from the silly idea of sober October, let's do something, let's quit drinking, uh, and let's just cultivate good habits. So yeah, isn't that a wonderfully um, exciting and... Um, it's not exciting, but it's let, let's call it an uplifting story. Just start somewhere and um, do something. That's uh, that's how that went. And uh, by the way, if you want to do Sober October with me, um, be my guest. Choose a physical challenge that you want to do, whatever it is. It can be push-ups, it can be pull-ups, it can be tiddly wings, it can be jerking off. I don't care. It needs to be physical and it needs to be difficult. And um, come join me, do it with me and tell me how you're feeling about it. This year I'm doing kettlebells and I started working out with them and preparing for it and it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I have a 16 kilogram kettlebell and I also got a 12 so I can alternate between days. Let's see what kind of uh, output I can, I, I can do at the beginning and then let's see how we can grow it. So yeah, this is pretty much it. This is how my week's going. This is how uh, comedy's going on in Vienna. Hope to see you guys at the show. And this has been my time. This is Light at the End podcast episode three. Thank you guys for being here with me tonight. Have a good one.